You're listening to the New Gen Sermon Podcast. Hi guys, it's a real privilege. Thanks Isaac, that was a great message. Um, <clears throat> you know, in 1 Thessalonians 5, I'm just going to take a moment here, it says to honour your leaders and I just want to say you guys um, are amazing and I just want to say it's a real privilege here. So um, I want to put my L plates on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So, excuse me, my voice is a bit shaky. I am nervous, if you can't tell. <laughs> you know, um, I love the Bible. The, to me, it's like a love story, a love story of um, God and his creation. Everything that I read through the Bible is all about he's motivated out of love. The things that he does for us is out of love. And in Romans 2.4, it talks about the kindness of God leading us to repentance. And that's exactly how I came to God. Um, I was, the, the word hopeless marked my life for many years. And it was God that spoke life to me. It was God who said that he had a plan for my life. And through his word, I came to see what he said, what his intention for us as people was. And I just, I love the Bible. Um, mine is falling apart, but that's because it's well used. <laughs> so I just want to look at um, Genesis 1. So we're going to go take it back. I think it's up on the screen. And I'm reading from the NIV. So in verse 27, it says, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. I love Genesis. Um, but there's four things that jump out at me from this scripture. Purpose, identity, favor, and authority. So this is before the fall happened. This is before um, sin entered the world. So looking at God's intent, you know, we're looking at purpose. We were created. We were, we were a thought. We're here. We're purposed. Identity. We're created in his image. Favor. It says that he, he blessed us. And authority in the way that he intends it. Then sin came and perversed everything. So now it takes faith. When I was reading this as a new believer, it took faith for me to believe this about what God said. You know, faith in God to me equals trust in him. And it takes a lot to trust somebody that you hadn't seen. <laughs> But the word of God, the more that I applied it to my life, the more that I saw him living this out in, in, in my life. Faith in Hebrews 11.6, it says it's what pleases God. 
Faith is the core relationship of, of, of our relationship with Christ. We come to relationship with Christ taking a leap of faith. Faith is so important that it does get tested. Our faith gets tested in God to see where we're standing with him. And it reveals truths in our hearts. But that's God's desire to grow our faith more and more in him. And walking in faith is not easy at times. We've had a cut the last couple of years where a lot of things have been rocked. But seeing all of you here, look around. Because if you're in Christ, we're going to be seeing a lot more of each other in eternity. You know? <laughs> but it's really, really a beautiful picture. All walks of life, all ages all nationalities and backgrounds, and yet we're all united through God. So in John 16, you know, Jesus talked about, yes, there will be trouble in the world, but he has overcome the world. So as Isaac was saying before, you know, you, we can't battle on our own, but God has that victory. And I love that picture that he loved us so much that he told us how we can win. So partnering with him gives victory in our lives. It doesn't mean that it's going to be a trouble-free life, but it means that with him we can overcome the things that he walks us through. We have him as the one guiding and leading. And the Holy Spirit has been given to us as believers, so we're not alone. You know, Jesus, he died on that cross for us, not just to take our sin away, but like as Isaac said, to give us a life and an abundant life at that. So salvation is just the beginning. Coming to Jesus in that relationship is just the beginning. Otherwise, we would just be beamed up to heaven straight away. You know, we're here to do good works. Ephesians 2.10 tells us that, but we can't do it on our own. So... Jesus prayed, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, in Matthew 6.10. And when Jesus walked the earth, we saw that. We saw the kingdom of God come. We saw miracles happen. We saw people being raised. That's the kingdom of God amongst the people. God brought that and, and came to show us. In the flesh, he showed us what the kingdom of God on earth could look like. And then he anointed the people, his believers, the followers that he chose. They were fishermen. They were ordinary people. They hadn't been to seminary school. They had been fishing. <laughs> so they'd be smelly people as well. <laughs> they were just ordinary dudes. And then they were anointed by God. And that's a picture that God will choose those that are willing to follow him. That's you and I. That's why we're here, right? So God, God is the God of the impossible. As Russ preached earlier um, in previous weeks, he talked about Sarah, Abraham and Sarah. And Sarah gave birth at such a late age. God's word came. She didn't believe it initially. I mean, it took over two decades for it to come to pass. But... It came to pass. Miracles happened. And God's still doing miracles today. You are a walking miracle, a new creation. It's only something that God can do. 
2 Corinthians 5.17 talks about the old, and we sang about it earlier as well. The old has passed, the new has come. Being born again is only something that God can do. Our sins being taken away is only something that God can do. So when you look in the mirror, we need to remember, you know, what God, the price that God paid for us. And in Genesis 1, as it said, purpose, we have that purpose, we have that identity, we have that favour, and we have the authority as God intends it, not the perverse version, as God intends it. Life with Jesus is super exciting. I thought dancing in nightclubs was fun <laughs> years ago. <laughs> But you know what? Jesus has turned my life upside down, right way up. For years, I thought that I could gain, um, you know, like peace. I could not. I thought that career would give me some level of achievement. I thought that I could walk in a level of identity, that I would feel free. And it was not. It was until I came to know Jesus it was only then that I really understood my true purpose in life. And the beautiful thing is that it starts with that. It starts with that relationship with Christ. And then as we grow up in him, spiritually, we see it's more about him. And it's growing in knowing him. He wants to impact the world around us through his believers. Maybe, you know, there are people here that were like me, that once upon a time I thought I had nothing to offer. What could God want with someone that had been marked hopeless for so many years? But God has a divine purpose for you. I'm here to remind you there is a purpose for your life. You're not here by accident. And in this room... I do. I see leaders. I see culture shapers. I see innovators. I see people um, that have a great walk with God as we co-labor with him. We are blessed to be a blessing. And I just have to say, like, you know, getting up here and sharing this message, I can't talk about something that I'm not walking in myself. So when Jesus called the fishermen, he didn't turn them into Christians. He turned them into followers, yeah? And he was the one that gave me strength through Scripture. When I felt down, when I was in doubt, it was the Word of God that clarified because that speaks truth to our lives. So when people look to the church, when they look at us, what should they see? I look to Acts 2, the early church. They didn't have a Bible. <laughs> they had each other. They had fellowship. They had people that taught one another. They were walking, though, in, in, in such power of the Holy Spirit that it impacted the lands, the, the cities around them. You know, they went and they shared the gospel through 
whatever means they had, they had such courage to be able to, not because they were strong people, but they were empowered by God. They were a spirit-empowered community. Um, Acts 2, 42 to 47, from the New Living Translation, it says, All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miracles, signs, and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshipped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day, the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. That's a great picture of just such a model church, the Church of Acts. I see teachings, fellowship, communion, prayer, signs and wonders, unity, generosity, worship. That's normal Christianity. It's in scripture. <laughs> so opportunities are out there for us in our own lives as God reveals things to us. You know, we can always respond. Opportunities out there to serve, to be part of something bigger. The kingdom of God is bigger than ourselves. And we are part of that picture. No job and calling is too small. I just encourage, like, I hope that this is an encouraging message because you know, God loves each one of us so much, and yet we are so quick to look at our shortcomings, but yet God always sees more. God always sees what he's purposed us for. God always sees, you know, his intention for our lives. He will always speak hope. He is the God of hope. He will always speak truth. He, was, or he will always give us keys as well for us to move forward. And we have each other, you know, we have each other to build one another up and to encourage and do life together. This is community. Um, uh, just a quick example, I'll just end with this. That when I came to know God, just as a testimony of, you know, how amazing God is, he... I, I, had, um, I had my doubts. I had spent years trying to analyse how this could be. I'm a very analytical person and I wanted to make sense of God. <laughs> so by the time I got to 12 years, I was like, I have to make a decision. <laughs> and I said, look, I have these issues that where I, I had, um, I couldn't, I had some symptoms where I never got diagnosed, but I would say PTSD. So they would just come 
and I'll be talking to somebody and I'd start sweating and my heart will just start beating and I would have memories of things. And I said to God, if this is you, if you're really there, you'll take this away from me because I can't do life like this. And I got brought to my knees one day, repenting to him. And at that moment, I felt my sins washed away. I literally felt it was like a shower. I wasn't in the shower. I was on the carpet. (laughs) But I felt a washing of my sins and I just could not open my eyes. And that's how I encountered this, the goodness of God. And from that moment, it's given me a hunger for more. He is so real. He loves us so much. And there's so much wonderful things that He has for every single one of us. And it impacts you, and it impacts those around you, and it impacts legacies as well, generations. You've been listening to the New Gen Sermon Podcast. 